before spinning about and bounding up the stairs two at a time. I still have uses for you. Just what those could be quite boggled his mind. She had quite the effect on him, that was for certain. Wellington shook his head and then ascended the opposing stairwell, the metal underfoot clanging and echoing dreadfully as he ascended. What could this thief be thinking, running upwards through the envelope of Apollo's chariot? If he were wanting a quick escape, procuring one of the standard aeroflyers, transatlantic airships now employed as deterrents against pirates, would have been the logical option. Unless he was a saboteur as well. If any of the bladders here would have failed due to puncture, it was unlikely a rescue could happen before the gondola and all passengers and crew therein would sink into the chilly waters churning far below. Yet such a dastardly plan would spell doom for the thief as well. Exactly what was this chap's game? Wellington's ponderings about dire outcomes came to an abrupt stop when something hit the metal gangplanks hard above his head. He gathered immediately that Eliza must have caught up with the thief and was doing her best to slow him down or teach him the error of his ways. The archivist kept climbing, finally reaching a junction for all the maintenance stairwells. Despite being this high up in the chariot's envelope, he was still warm. Then again, he was engaged in a rigorous foot chase, so... The thief bounded up from the opposite stairwell and made it halfway across the platform before he noticed Wellington. He stumbled to a stop and spun back to where he had come from, only to find his escape blocked by Eliza. Mate, she said with a soft chuckle, I'm sure as a cracksman you can pick your marks carefully, but you really made it bad. Her jibe was cut short as he pulled a gun and fired. I thought you said he was unarmed, Wellington barked as he ran by her, his eyes scanning along the envelope's wall. I said I didn't see anything on him, she wheezed. Doesn't mean he's unarmed. Your concern, by the way, most touching. While I know you are quite safe in your ministry-issue bulletproof corset, we can't say the same for the chariot's hull, now can we? he snapped back. The assailant's footsteps were pounding away from them, and Wellington let out a soft sigh of relief. It did not appear as though the thief wanted a stand-up fight. Can you run? he asked, looking up in the rigging. That I can manage, she assured him. Don't think for a moment I'm going to let him just slip back into the ship. I wish to have a word or two with him. She yanked Wellington by his lapels along one of the adjoining gangplanks. Just ahead he could see the thief, his lead on them a substantial one. However, that lead would not last for long. Wellington could also see ahead of him the curve of the chariot's inner hull. This gangplank was nothing more than a dead end. When they were within twenty feet of him, the thief came to a stop and then, curiously enough, pulled out a pocket watch. Eliza drew her three-barreled pistol, this time without any interference from her partner. Wellington caught a glimpse of the look on her face and felt sorry for the thief when she caught up with him. "'Got somewhere to be, mate?' she asked, her voice projecting with all the skill of a Shakespearean actress. The thief closed the watch's cover, its snap echoing around them. His narrow face bore an unsettling smile. As a matter of fact, yes, I do. Hate to disappoint you, but I think you're missing that next appointment of yours. Despite Eliza's bravura, 
Wellington had a sinking feeling in the pit of his stomach. Really? Is that before or after? The thief's arm jerked forwards, and a small box, apparently tucked high in his sleeve, landed in his hand. You let this ship fall from the skies? Eliza's brow furrowed as she took a step back. Wellington noticed the haversack that had so prominently bounced on the thief's back was now absent. He looked around them, five stories underneath stretching into the belly of this airship. Their man must have dropped his pack over the side of the gangplank, letting it fall to a lower landing or worse, in between one of the ship's massive bladders. The thief's thumb toyed with the switch, the sole decoration of the palm-sized box as his other hand reached into his jacket pocket. Keeping his eyes on them both, he produced some brass contraption that fitted snugly in his palm, its dull surface.